Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, hello, welcome to another Touch Iron Frackers. My name is Lewis. Uh, I've got three OGs and uh, someone who's making their way to be an OG, which is Mush. How are we doing, Mush? The young pretender, yeah? I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good. I wouldn't say young. I wouldn't say young. That's also true. Relative. Um, but nah, man, I'm hearing it. Streets called me. Mushkush circulating the streets. <laughs> supplies, suppliers tripled. And I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to try my first hit today. So let's go. I heard Ellis had to call in backup. That's that's why you're here today. Facts, bro. What? I was not taking the heat by myself. Absolutely not. Ellis, you managed to prize yourself from uh, standing behind those balloons, yeah? <laughs> uh, thanks, Lewis. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to you, brother. Uh, and we got Disu, fresh from uh, a W today, which is uh, Marshall's... Yeah, the probably don't Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit spooky. We're in the mud, but... Yeah, it's nice wins, nice wins to put our show face. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we got Anton as well. How you doing, brother? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. Are we are we going to be on good terms today or bad terms? What what, what are you feeling it, it, like? It all depends on your energy, bro. I'm all about energy. You're all about energy, really. All right. You sound, you sound like a star sign, babe. Um... <laughs> it's the energy for me. <laughs> Before we start, make sure to use the hashtag. Yeah, so if you want to hashtag is the energy for me, go go through and do that. <laughs> Follow Touchdown Frackers on Twitter. You got all the club patrons as well. All the club pods this week. So make sure to tune into all of those and also check out our Discord. Um, let's start with uh, the big game today, which was the City, well, the Manchester Derby. Uh, United, you, you guys, you guys put the spanner in the works of City's uh, wi- winning run. Disu, um, you were on the Discord. Uh, you didn't seem too too fussed by the result. Just more so happy that Martial had a decent performance. Hey, bro, do you know when? Do you know when you're in the mud? Like I'm like five liters deep in mud with my boy Martial because he's disgraced me this year. And uh, we've had Anne Duncan on me. If it ups me, how much I was doing every week, and I can't even say anything because he's doing bad. 
you know what I mean? Dem has been happy and also just like the performances haven't been good and Rashford's back is hurt and some say because of injury, some say because he's been carried the attack. So it was good to see Martial like back, oh, I can't say back because it's one game, but that's the type of performance that made you, made people like me like have faith in Martial. It was really good. He still should have scored. He had a good chance to score, um, but his all-round performance excellent. He probably deserved man of the match. And yeah, you know, I started off really brightly. Obviously, the penalty made a difference because City just love fouling United. We get a penalty every time we play them. Um, Gabriel Jesus, the absolute bum, just came up by Martial and then we're really good for the next 10 minutes. And then Gundahan and Mahrez started to really get involved in the game. Uh, Gundahan got a good couple of shooting opportunities, playing some nice passes. Mahrez was influential, linking up with Gundahan and others. And a couple of times he put Shaw in a blender. And it looked like only a matter of time before City scored because like the last 25 minutes of a half, United couldn't really get out. And anytime we were about to counter, either Pastor Fred will be doing Haram on a Sunday uh, or Bruno is just doing Bruno, which is killing every counter-attack. And then the second half, like City came out on the same vein. Rodri like hit a good shot, hit the bar, and then counter-attack. We just hit him with a sucker punch. That like, was a really good goal. Henderson with a very nice throw like, right at the path of Shaw. And I, I was thinking, I don't even see DG ever throw the ball like that ever in my life. Like it was quite it was quite a, a good change. And then from then United seemed like they were gonna win. Um City just had a wave of a wave off the attack. They created a couple of chances that Sterling could have done better with, but all in all, until that Virgin came on, nothing really changed. I was surprised that Bernardo still didn't get on the pitch. But um, yeah, I think United deserved the victory. We still had some good chances on the counter-attack and a couple of opportunities where Rashford probably should have pulled the trigger and he didn't. And But yeah, it was, a, it was a good performance and I think that victory should put United in great stead for top four. I don't know how Oli does it, man. Like It's disgusting. Team, Eddie, it's that mad. team has no right to go and beat City today. Away. <laughs> like, absolutely no fucking right. And they've done... I thought you were fucking... I thought you were comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we were. What is it? With that United team, it shows like how annoying they can be because in terms of offensively, Rashford and Marshall, they could tear anything anytime. But what was really weird is that midfield three, they just kept on giving... Um, Fred and Bruno just kept on giving City back the ball. McTominay apparently played. Uh, but I think the defence did really well. Like, Shaw was getting... Shaw was a bit shaky, but his second half was really good. I thought Maguire was great. Wan-Bissaka has had Sterling in Guantanamo Bay for, like, the last three years. And Lindelof was good outside of Park when you crossed the ball. I said Lindelof misses the ball. But, yeah, City were, weren't really great. Kevin De Bruyne was horrible. Gundogan was good in the first half, kind of faded. Maris faded in the second half. Sterling sucks. Gabriel Jesus sucks. Um, they didn't really time, get anything out of Zinchenko or Cancelo. From time De Bruyne was worse than Bruno, yeah? That's when you know it was a bad performance. Because Br- Bruno... I, 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 I think... Bruno I think got his pen was and was just sort of like, I'm, I'm all right. It wasn't a hideous game, but he didn't really do anything else. De Bruyne was like on a mission to yeah. be like, can I be worse than Bruno today? Do you know I think the difference was? The, the difference was the possession. De Bruyne had more opportunities to be terrible. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I think if but Bruno De Bruyne had throws in games like that a lot, man. Today was... Did you, oh, did, I didn't watch, but he does it a lot you. and he gets away with murder, like, because one of his 87 Hollywoods will come off and everyone goes nuts. Yeah, to, today was similar, to be fair, because he probably set up people. cities... Two, like maybe three best chances probably and they were all like spammed in he set one of them it's been said before and it's not the it's not the craziest argument people think it's crazy because of how good KDB can be on his best days and that but so, City I didn't watch the game today but 
City do have better control of football matches when he's not playing. They do. Because Bernardo, and they, they operate more as a team rather than him hanging out on that flank. There, there's more spaces in the middle. And him trying that, that cross over and over and over again. They're a lot better to watch about him in the team as well. I prefer I prefer watching them when it's all short and slick and it's all it's all moving. Obviously, he's got standout quality in it, and and more often than not, to be fair to him, it does come off. But sometimes yeah. it, 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 it doesn't benefit them. That's a, that's just a fact. People yeah. people won't agree because it's controversial and because of how good what he does when it comes off is. But it's evident to me, and I said it for a couple of years. To be fair, I th- I think also that like Pep deserves some credit here where. I think a lot of people assume that, you know how we have that saying of a player is 90% Pep or whatever, or the reverse also happens where people think that Pep is dependent on certain players to be successful. But I think he's shown over these last three or four seasons that it's not one player that makes him successful. Like he can adapt where other managers, Klopp included, have shown that without certain cogs in the team, they can't. So it's almost like there's no player. Can we give Pep credit for that though? What do you mean, though? What, what would you not give him credit for for that? Here's what They've, got him him for that. They've got because a conceded baller. Pep has got good enough players on his bench and in his team to get in every other team in the Premier League. Practically, every one of City's starting eleven and subs starts for every other team in the in the league. Like the drop, City don't have That's the drop off in quality everybody else has. They just don't. Like that doesn't take anything away from how good their team is and whatnot. But when yeah, yeah. You miss KDB and you can replace him with Bernardo, or you were missing a, a Sane and you can replace him with Omarez, or you yeah. miss Diaz and you can replace him with He's never having to make do, basically. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, yeah. This is that's my a good point. point. You've, all, you've always got top quality apart, that walks apart, into apart, every apart, other apart, team. Apart, apart from Aguero, but um, yeah, Ant's wider point is accurate. And thank you, brother Ant. I know we're not the greatest of pals, but you be <laughs> KDB. I've been trying to, I've been streaming a group chat about this guy having disaster classes way more often than people. And when I say it, it's like I typed invisible ink, but it's all right. It's all right, the Lord sees. But with KDB and the way he plays, um, as Ant said, he's quite unorthodox in his style. Although he's in part of the 2-8, he does occupy wide areas and he can get a bit spasmatic with the, with the crosses. Where when Bernardo plays, City have a bigger element of control. So recently we've been seeing Bernardo playing and sometimes I play for false night. And when Foden also joins the party, you've got Bernardo, Foden, and Gundahan, who are really, and Sterling, to be fair to him, all of them are really, really good at short passes, interlinks, switching positions, and maintaining possession. And they just don't give you a break. And their, te- their execution of things are really, really good. Whereas KDB, of course, is probably the best player in Manchester City. And I think he's a fantastic player. But his style is a bit more, he's way more direct than those players and a bit more rock and roll. And I think. As, as David Silva had faded, KDB, obviously, his importance to Man City has grown a lot more. And they've probably kind of been funneling a lot of their play through KDB and some, sometimes to a fault. But now Bernardo and all these players are back on form. City, you just they just put you in this in, their, in your six-yard box and keep you there for the whole game. And part of that is that all of their technical execution is on point. There's nobody giving like a slack pass or forcing it, like forcing a cross that's on a go out of play. You can clear it, you can now transition. It's a lot of short passes, switching the play, switching the point of attack. And I think that's what they lack today. I'm so surprised that Bernardo doesn't come on. I'm not sure if he's injured or whatever, but I was expecting Bernardo and, what's his name, Spurs to come on quite early in the second half. And then United to be in big trouble. He took off Cancelo, which I understand because 
um, Rashford and Shaw run a racket down his side. But Cancelo's another person who's given them an element of control. He's been one of the most fair players. They should just play left back. Just, yeah, yeah. That's because I said it in the Discord. Don't come and jump on my source, Lewis. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear Don't it. Come you did. You did. You agreed, you punk. Yeah. So they could have just put it, they could have put Walker on and put it left back and have more control. So it, it, it's, nice, it's a nice problem to have that one of the best players in the world um, can be a bit of a misfit. But I personally think, I personally enjoy watching City more without KDB. And they won the league without him. They got like 98 points. So. What, um, uh, Mush, what, what did um, Oli do today tactically that was, uh, is that like a blueprint to beat City going forward? Or, you know, is 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 it a, a bit too reductionist to say that? Do you know what? Disu had a really good point right at the start about... that. There's, It's weird because for me, when I watch that game, it's what makes United crap against everyone else is what makes them good against City. And for me, what I mean by that is that if you have a plan, a structure of pressing the ball, yeah? Your expectation is that whoever we're going to be playing against and everyone in the Premier League tries to do this is they're at least going to create some short passes where they're going to try their play their way out. Because United with players like Fred Maguire, they're like crazy, right? Like Fred is, is a madman. He'll, he'll turn on it even when he shouldn't and he'll just play it, right? And, and you can't set yourself up for that. So it's almost like United are so vertical, you can't set a pressing trap because then they're, they're not even going to try and play out of it. So weirdly with United, you're either going long or the player on the ball, whether that's someone not even that good like McTominay or someone good like Rashford, they're going to drive with it. So I think City aren't used to a team being so direct towards them, but not because they're good, but because they have no other way of playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm going to credit for it. Okay, no, okay. I, 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 yeah, I feel on, that's sorry. a bit harsh, although I agree. Because you, 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 usually United aren't very good when you press us high. That's true. But in this game, United managed to beat the press um, quite often. And with City, the type of City team City are, especially without... Um, the same without Fernandinho in that ankle because Rodri isn't as much of an incredible athlete covering spaces and then got Kyle Walker as well in there, in there who, who two are really incredible players in terms of covering spaces and transition. Once you beat City's press, which is very, very difficult to do, same with Liverpool, there's a lot of space. And then no, no matter who you are, if it's Daniel James, Rashford or Martial running at you, doesn't matter how good your, def- your defenders are, they're going to cause anyone problems because they're good offensive players and they're fast. So today was one of the rare occasions where United were able to beat the press or, or just some bad players from City where they just turned the ball over or they forced something. And that's what will give um, um, City problems. But when City stopped forcing it a bit, they were able to sustain a lot of attacks, but they just didn't have the creativity but, but to then, do anything. But then, Disu, where I disagreed, and I think Lewis was similar to what I thought, which was you guys, yeah, Mares got a lot of the ball, but it never looked like City were creating anything incisive. It was like they were in a dangerous third. But what United did really well was we've seen for the last month or two, Gundogan timing his runs in behind defences really well. But it's like United kept a high line, but knew exactly when to drop such that no one got in behind them as well. So I think Oli deserves a lot of credit for how we approached the game today because weirdly, it wasn't as cowardly as other games where they played against like Chelsea, played against Liverpool, who are a lot worse than this season's City. But Oli actually... Showed no attacking intent. Exactly. Whereas yeah. I think United had some today. Yeah. Uh, 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 before we move on, I just want to talk a little bit about um, Sterling. Tw- Can I make a point quickly, though, regarding Yeah, City. go on. Go on. Um, do we not think, though, we're, we're, we're over-analysing it? And the fact of the matter is, at some point, City had to lose. 
Yeah, I just felt like it was inevitable it would be against United today. Yeah, it's it's impossible to perform at the level they performed at every single week and win every single week. It's impossible. At some point, they're going to fall short. They're only human beings. Today may just have been that game. Do you know what I mean? It, it, I, it, I, I agree. I, it's easy to say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. Sometimes you, you can't account for it. Like, it was, if that same game happens six games ago, City probably win it 3-1. Like there's a there's a reason nobody has the record that they have of like 22 victories. Did it, that's what Pep said that after the exist. game. That's what yeah. Pep said after the game. He said there's a now you know how hard it is to win 21 games in a row. That mm. he said that's the headline about losing today is about what everything we did before. So I, 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 do, I do feel like a few a few of the players were playing against him though, man. Fucking Sterling, <laughs> like, <laughs> Sterling, come on, man. Like you're taking the piss here's, right now. Like, 22 what, games, what, no goals against Man United. Like come on, that needs to be investigated because that's not on, is it? What are you saying? Brown envelope thing, yeah? I don't know what it is, but <laughs> like every time this geezer plays against Man United, he don't want to put the ball in the back of the net. Whether, like there's been games where he'd be in front of goal, literally open goal, and want to like square it and stuff. I don't I don't understand what his issue is playing against Man United. Is is it like a mental thing? What? It's so weird, but long may it continue. But yeah, I, I think you lot are right. I think today City had to drop below the level. At United have to maximise the level for United to win because I can't lie, I thought United were going to hold four today. Because the way United have been playing recently, yeah, the way United have been playing recently and the way City have been playing, I thought we're going to hold four. And especially with our, our midfielders and the way they play and our defence. So, yeah, City are still going to cruise the league. They're still, we've beaten City and we're still at level points behind them. Yeah. So, it's, it's a bit mad. Yeah, Oli's record against City is kind of nuts still. Like, Very. He's, 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 he's won, won three games in Etihad. He's won three games in Etihad and he's won... I think he's won one at home, actually. We've lost a couple at home. How many won at home? I think he's only won one at home, actually. So he's won four games against them and probably like four out of eight or seven. Yeah. He's on the right. He's probably got... His best record against any team is probably against Man City, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Um, <clears throat> um, let's move on to the Liverpool game then. Um, Mush and Ellis, since we've got both of you here, we'll, we'll, we'll take it over to you guys. Six... Uh, six uh, six L's. Sorry, I'm so used to saying W's, you know, with you guys, but you know, it's a a, a change for the worst. Oh. Why would you be used to saying W's with Liverpool? This is the, oh. this Liverpool in seventh is the Liverpool you've known the majority of your life. Well, you know, talk about it, King. Talk about it, King. This, this, this is hey. the, this is the real Liverpool. No, it's not the real Liverpool. It, it is the real Liverpool. Made the real Liverpool. Please stand up. It's this not. The, always known. It's not Klopp's Liverpool. I yeah, know that much. Yeah. The Liverpool that you was watching is all hushing and that. But not this one. But yeah, gone. Ellis, yeah. you go first, man. I've got. I've. Got, I want to hear you, and then I'll. I'll come off what you. Well, what can we say, man? Is another abject performance. Um, obviously, I didn't get involved with the Man City and Man United talk because my head was just bare hot, and I just didn't watch any more football, man. Um, <laughs> we came. We came to the oh, game. Is that why it? you're bored? Hey, 
New year, new me. That's it, bro. Focusing on, my, focusing on myself. I don't care about it. <laughs> Things okay, leave it behind yeah? in 2020. Yeah, leave it all that. Yeah. Ellis, have you posted that woman walking up them steps? Up the steps. <laughs> yeah. Leave, leaving, leaving Liverpool behind. Yeah. Facts, oh, bro. Man. Nah, but today it was just um, just like same, same shit for the last, what, two months, really. Um, devoid of ideas. Um, no attacking impetus. Obviously, defense is the defense, but whatever. Yeah, injuries did did derail us, but I think it's gone past injuries. Um, Klopp's Liverpool always always like dipping form between January and February, but because we have a solid foundation, we're able to like instead of losing games, we draw games in it. But now we don't have anything. Um, so instead of like all the games that a majority of the games we've lost is like one nil, one nil. So we so it's showing you that we're not conceding many a goal. It's just. The other team, mm. take, other team mm. take. You're going, Ellis. Sorry, 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 sorry. He's just such a nice so annoying. So the oh, other sorry, team take their chance, yeah. But because we don't have anything going forward, so we're not going to score. In some games, there we can play for like ten hours, like Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea especially. If we played that game for like ten hours, we was not going to score. We wasn't going to have a shot on target. We probably would have a shot on goal. Um, Klopp's head is gone. He's making some errors where not errors per se, but he's making some decisions where you think, really, bro, you could have just done something different. Like today, he's played Shaq, and um, he's played Nico Williams against Lookman. Nine out of ten times, Lookman is going to be quicker than um, Nico Williams. So you need someone on that side who's going to at least help um, Nico when he pushes up to cover that space, and he, and he didn't. I thought he would just played my man because he knew that Lookman would give Trent the absolute business. Nah, man, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Are you sure? Yeah, Nico's actually worse defensively than Trent. That's the worst. Sure that he wasn't. He didn't think. Look, my man's a better one-on-one than Trent, so I don't want him to get roasted. But either way, it would have been the same thing in it because there was just no protection for that. Right? I don't. I wouldn't. I don't understand the fact. So Nico and Trent are the same level defensively, yeah. No, 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 they're not Anton. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. But what 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 I am trying to say is that. When, when, when you push, when you push your, your fullback so high like we do, you need somebody to be covering. And usually on that right-hand side, Milner does a good job covering the space that the fullback, the fullback leaves when he's trying to attack. So today, and it's, it's very reminiscent with Liverpool currently, when we're playing, firstly, we don't press. Our press is gone. And also the passing is really sloppy, really poor, really slow. So sometimes we lose the ball, then the team can counter-attack. And it happened a lot today with, with Fulham, man. But yeah, Liverpool just dead, bro. I don't know what to say if I'm just so bad at the minute. All right. I don't know how it's going around, but yeah. Ellis, thanks for that. That's a lot more logical than what I'm about Sounded to say. like you was going to cry, man. Fix up, man. <laughs> yeah, a 30 year old man. What do you want me to do? Hey. Do you want me to start bottling people? Yeah, like... Ellis, 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 let me, let me, let me explain your pain, right? Because I we're sharing. Like Britney Spears, but you got the chop, bro. After what's his name? <laughs> what's my man's name? What's his name? My man. Well, go on, go on, brother Mush. Right. Guys, nothing works. This is what you need to understand. There's no solutions. Everyone listening, yeah? Everyone listening, there's no solutions. The solution was Thiago comes in the team. That doesn't work. The solution is Thiago 8. That doesn't work. The solution was Jota's going to come back. That doesn't work. The solution was a new midfield three. That doesn't work. The solution was to get Mane out the team. That doesn't work. The solution was get Mane back in the team. That doesn't work. Firmino in and out the team. That doesn't work. Front two doesn't work. Front three doesn't work. Three, five, two doesn't work. Nothing works. So 
There's no. There's Maybe no Van Dyke was more important than. Uh, Listen, than we thought. Lewis, we are purely Van Dyke and Henderson at, at shouting in midfield FC. That's it. <laughs> Those are the only two things that we haven't seen since we were good. Those two things disappeared. There's nothing else. I don't want to hear about Gomez can become Van Dyke. He can't. Matip's legs don't work. Nothing works. Okay. Man. Legs I'm not working, you know, like, like, check out the batteries, I'll put it back in. Real talk, man. The defeatest attitude you've got over there, Mush. I'm quite surprised. Do you know what? Oh, I've been an optimist for too long. They're I've at been an optimist for too man. Can we not look at it this way? Like, I enjoy bantering Liverpool and their fans as much, probably more than the next man, truth be told, because... It's quite scary how much you actually do enjoy that, Anton. I, I fucking relish it. Look, I'm yeah. a black guy from South London, bro. This has been my life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this has been my life. So I live for it. Now, the thing is, taking my banter hat off and looking at things objectively, every single football team has a cycle, right? Every single football team. There's yeah. not a team in the world that has been fantastic for a prolonged period of time. That Liverpool team were fantastic for three years straight, yeah, or at least two and a half years from January two thousand eighteen. Three, three, three years is fair. Yeah? yeah, three years. Yeah, seventeen right. where they got fantastic to the final. For, for that. Now, there's only one manager in the history of football that we can all name that was able, yeah, to refresh something as it continued. I, I mean, as it went, there was no fall off. Is that as it was going? He saw, right, I need to amend this when I'm still good, so I'm I'm good after. Only Sir Alex Ferguson has been able to do that. Nobody else, not Fenger, not Jose, not even Pep. Pep's run away when it's got hard or he had the last <laughs> season. Only Fergie. Why aren't we looking at that and thinking, you know what? Liverpool were bound to reach the end of the cycle of the team. And now, do, do you know what it is? You're, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Everything you're saying is spot on. I don't interrupt but, you, but I just interrupt but you. I am. No, no, <laughs> before, before you continue, all I will say is everything you're saying is correct. But any manager who has had a drop-off like this, yeah, eventually the drop-off is exciting and fun and fun for everyone else. But it tails off into Liverpool, end up picking up form a little bit such that it becomes boring and you just write off the season. But Liverpool are progressively doing things worse that <laughs> people like Frank De Boer got fired for, losing his first five games at home and stuff like that. So this is like unprecedented how bad it is compared to where it was. Do you get what at I mean? At the same time, you're what? You're three points off the, the... If you come second, if you come fourth, what fucking difference does it make? You get the same price. At the end. They're, they're four points off of top four, yeah. You know with the game, mean, so with the game ahead of everyone. Yeah, else. but these gaming yeah. hands don't mean shit, man. Everyone dropped yeah, points. It's not, yeah, but it's all, not these, like, all these man paid each other anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you were cut adrift by like 10, 15 points, then by all means. But it's it's still very much in Liverpool's hands to make the top four. If you can scrape into the top four and your owners back him as they should back him, like your owners have taken a piss. Why is Jurgen Klopp won the league, won the Champions League? And he's getting fucking two million pound defenders from mid table in the championship. Yeah, Why is that happening? In January thirty first. In January thirty first. Why is you that? You know how disrespectful that is. Yeah. That is mad. And, and like, that's a mad mug. Germany's like, worst. That is insanity. The centre back of Germany's hey, worst hey, ever hey, team. Oh God, worst yeah, team on that... loan. Conte, no Conte would have quit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think Conte and Jose would have been in interviews talking about I don't recognize this player. They wouldn't even say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, so 
Liverpool just need to, they need to get, look, certain man, they, 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 they've hit a wall. Mane's been yeah. poor. But he's yeah. been brilliant for, he's been brilliant for five years straight. That's yeah. the two years at Southampton, three years at Liverpool. Like, he's been brilliant for five straight. You can't expect someone to, 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 to keep going that much. Salah, same thing, even though his numbers ain't too bad. I said last year, and Liverpool fans caned me when I said it, is that if I was Liverpool, I would have considered selling Salah after winning the league and trying to get an Mbappe or, or a top player then. And Liverpool fans are like, why would we sell Salah? Why would we blah, blah, blah? But now, they're all looking and thinking, Salah's falling out. Maybe we should get rid of Salah. But now his values drop more. Yeah, sure. Look at when Fergie got rid of Beckham. Look at when Fergie let Ronaldo go. He didn't have to let him go then. But his team was bigger than the player. Who's worse at the moment out of Mane and Salah? Mane. Mane, man. Mane is so bad. But the thing is, it's a thing whereby, like Anton said... At the same time, though, when Mane's playing bad, Mane's still trying for the team. Salah doesn't seem like he's trying. Nah, this is... You're getting sucked in. You're getting sucked in. Salah... I have to say this, Anton and Salah are exactly the same. Anton once we played football, yeah. We lost eight five. Anton scored on five. Anton's like, hey, oh, you, man, you, man, you man lost. You man lost. I got five goals. So, sounds yeah, like, like sounds like a you problem, yeah. Is it is that like right? <laughs> yeah. That's Salah. Salah just comes alive. Anton the same. They're all the same, they're same you. No, no, I think Salah Bruno, same brother. I think I think what what Anton said is spot on. Um I think there's a few things to say about that. I guess the first thing is like you're you, about the whole selling a big player to become a better team. Every new phase, it, there's nothing wrong with having a new face for that phase. It doesn't undo all the great things that the players before did. And I don't change is not unhealthy. And I think some Liverpool fans think that no one else exists. Like if one player can do it, doesn't mean that anyone else can. And and we've already seen, like you said, with Mane, those players don't even have to come from elite clubs. Liverpool have a way of developing players where we've signed half the base of this team from mid-table in the Premier League. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think Liverpool have let themselves down in so many aspects. Like like Elliot Ellis said, you've, you've said, you've used the excuse of your def- defenders being injured for the months of November and December, yet it took you the whole month of January when you had two months to plan it to actually bring two crap defenders in. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and that then... cabat is rubbish. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> He's rubbish. Uh, Crap, he's crazy. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I think one thing, um, Mush and Ellis, that I think that Klopp's gone wrong, got wrong, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say I know more than Klopp, but I think one thing that he's got wrong, and I think has impacted you defensively as well as defensively, is that instead of com- keeping the integrity of your midfield intact, he tried to put some of your key cogs in midfield into the fence, and then your yeah. whole midfield area has just been a mess. So the Curtis Jones, Ronaldo, and Thiago thing just does not work. Facts. Um, you don't Facts. you don't get the ball into the areas you want to get the ball into quickly enough, and defensively they suck. And then Curtis Jones is your best player in terms of the ball and gets some first, which I don't understand or whatever. And I think that's impacted your team. And you just also, and I think like because you're not in the rut, people like Trent and and that they just kind of like they just get impatient. So you're seeing Trent just do whipping excursion for no reason instead of trying to get into areas where his crosses are even more meaningful. And I think, obviously, Firmino's been slapped, Mane's been slapped, Robertson's been slapped. 
And I was talking to, I think I was talking on, um, who do you lose to midweek? Um, Chelsea. Chelsea. So we're, talk, Chelsea. we're talking on the Discord and I was telling Glam, like, people talk about, they should be looking at Klopp. I was like, no. End of the day, yeah, these men, Trent, um, Trent, Van Dyke, oh, he's injured, but Trent, Allison, Robertson, uh, Fabinho, Salah, Mane. Okay, no, no, I'm not saying Fabinho. That man have all been playing <laughs> at such a high level for the last three, four years. It's going to eventually kind of skid off. Do you know what I mean? Even Spain. We saw Spain slap up everybody for six years and then they went to one World Cup and they got dunked on. You get They went to European Championship and got dunked on. It just happens. Like, Can, can I so ask I think, you guys a question? What do yeah, you guys think, like, in terms of how terrible the season's been, let's assume that the big players come back or some new faces come in additional to that and Liverpool have a great season next year. How much does this season affect the legacy of how good or great, whatever word you want to use, this team is seen as this, this era. No, I, I, I think this team should, I think this team is being, I think this team is slightly overrated in their legacy because we want to put them the greatest Premier League team ever. I don't think you can do that because not, one, you didn't do, although you won the league comfortably, it wasn't like City, when City's team won the league, like they literally went to everybody's ground and beat them like three or four nil, 99% possession and playing the best football. We've seen a United this team This was just that effective. Won, That's all it was. Yeah. And you've seen a United team that won three titles you've seen an Arsenal team that were just steamrolled and went unbeaten and you've got that Chelsea team that can see that one goal in the whole season and they won two titles in a row so I think if they win the league again next year then maybe they might get into that discussion of one of the best teams again but I don't know I don't, I don't think I don't think they're there yet I think it's a bit and I think it's unfair to kind of judge them on that basis because that's that's a very very tough metric to be judged at on. the end of the day look Liverpool are the media darlings of this country the media love Liverpool more than anything else I don't get it but they do you'll be fine because it's Liverpool you know you hadn't won a title for 30 years it's like I, I you don't probably won't but I can I can vaguely remember United's first title and it'd be what 26 years on or something like that and and, and it stuck it stuck and then it and then it became a thing so you've broken that duck Liverpool will be fine. The problem you've got is that what happens with Jurgen Klopp? When when things got difficult for Klopp at Dortmund, he ran away. There's been talk of him running away. Used up very well my appoint Steven Gerrard. Do you think there's any credence to the um the Klopp? 100%. 100%. It didn't come out of nowhere. 100%. Yeah. I think there's something. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think his head's just been kettled. I think his head's been kettled. <laughs> I, I think. Oh, no, I such a funny terminology. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think not getting a centre back January first really, really pissed him off. Really, really, really pissed him off because. Good, man. Uh, He's a uh, Yeah, he should. He should. Um, but then, once we're on Football Manager, you, uh, you you say you give your club an ultimatum, yeah? and they say, "All right, go, go then." And then, and then, and then you don't re- you don't go, you don't really want to go, and they've called your bluff, and you have to stay now. Hey, Klopp, go to the south of France for like two years and come back. And no, come let him just come to Arsenal where he should have been from 2014 anyway. This nah. could have been my team. Klopp's the second favourite manager to leave behind Steve Bruce, so there must be something. Yeah, there's something. Uh-huh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
talking it, man. There's, there's talk in it. I, I, and I believe. I, hey, 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 Klopp leaving, Gerard coming in, and Gerard failing will be the biggest drug. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Listen, Listen, the opposing drug. If he wins it, yeah. Believe. I'm, I, I'm smoking oh, no, I, the Dissu pack every day uh, for like five years. Big, big up, big up, Steven Gerrard hey. stay on his first ever league title bruh, win. Bruh, yeah? bruh. <laughs> hey, and Gerrard, and Gerrard, Liverpool winning, I'm done. Like all everything I've achieved in my life is in vain. I'm done. I am done because I've been smoking a Gerrard pack for 20 years. Bro. <laughs> right, yeah, well, I don't want Steven Gerrard though. Not yet, man. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And I would, I would never want an, a legend to be manager of my football no, team. Man. I'm looking at what Arteta's going through now, yeah, and I'm just Bro. like, thank fuck is not someone I actually like. Oh, yeah. as a player. Lewis, Lewis, that you're gonna watch Henri. Protected t- man in the whole country. Even yeah, yeah. He's than that fucking Prince Andrew. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arteta, oh, Stefan, Don, you know. Hey, Arteta is actual Tef- I don't even going to talk about it, but Arteta is Teflon Don. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand it for love nor money. I've never seen anything like it. Never in my life. I well, cannot, let's move, I let's cannot move, let's get move my on head around it, it. Let's move on to it. Go on. What, what can't you get your head around? The support this useless manager is getting from the fan base. <laughs> He's fucking useless. They make excuse after excuse after excuse for him. And no matter what excuse you make, the fact is, Arsenal have spent the whole season in the bottom half of the table and are now 10th. They, they talk about this fantastic run, this fantastic run. It took us up to 10th. To 10th. Every game, uh, yeah, but we're not getting outplayed. So half the fucking league shit. So what if we're getting outplayed or not? And we're we not getting outplayed. It's not, it's not a metric. <laughs> we get a good that. 25 minutes of every game of Arteta. We get a shaky <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> And then we get another 20. That's it. And these idiots are mostly like, I had some, like, the geezer, yeah, in his Abbey, he was taking one of them weird mirror pictures, yeah. And I looked at it, yeah, and I thought, oh my gosh, the slapping I would give this brother. <laughs> on Friday, he was telling me about, oh, go feed your kids, your missus needs a hug. I was thinking, my kids have just eaten a fucking snap-up lunch, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> my kids but, but ain't hungry. Burger King, yeah. Go, go, I can feed King. my kids and you. You must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these, uh, this Arteta guy and these new Arsenal fans, I hate them. I cannot wait for him to go. Is He's it, is terrible. It, is it fair to say, though, Anton, that, that, that these fans, they're kind of like... 
are they making you hate Arteta more than maybe you should? Yes, right, okay. they are. Yeah. And here's another reason why is that I went through this with Emery. I went through this with Emery, and it was every excuse in the world. It was ah, oh, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had enough transfer windows. It's not his team. It's a process. Wenger left the mess. He's got to undo Wenger. Blah 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 blah. Now with this mug, it's ah, oh, he had to get rid of the Deadwood. Congratulations, you released four first team players on free transfers and sent them on loan. Well done. Yeah, ah, oh, there was no structure. Now we're better defensively. We don't win any games. We don't win any games. I like, think it's mad. Go on. It's crazy. Arsenal yeah. attempt. You got people arguing we are a big club. At the same time, they're content being tenth. It can't be both. It cannot be both. Mm. Uh, yesterday, I, I like. I hear. What, I do hear what you're saying, and I'm. I'm not convinced about Arteta whatsoever. And um. I think a lot of people are clinging on to this improvement that we've made, but it's also important to remember we were at rock, rock bottom. Like there was literally talks of mm. him being one defeat away from being sacked because we'd be in a relegation zone. So, you know, I think we were all expecting an improvement. So I don't think I'm, I don't want to give him too much credit for that. Yesterday, um, if we just talk about yesterday specifically before we move on to Arteta as a whole, um, I thought, Yesterday was one of the results that I, I really did put at the blame of Arteta because um, for the first 25 minutes, I thought we were really good. Like like Anton said, we, we, um, we're we quite good in games for about 25 minutes or so. And then up into about 70, 75 minutes, we did fuck all in the football game. Absolutely fuck all. And when we, whenever we go behind, I think Leicester was... Um, so the, the Leicester win was only the second time this year in the league that we've come back from behind to win a football game. Yeah. And we've gone behind on 13 occasions, I believe. Mm. So out of those two, out of those 13, we've come back and won twice. Yeah. So whenever we're chasing a football game, we don't know how to chase and we very rarely score goals to be honest. And as soon as I saw him bring off Erdegaard and bring on Lacazette, I tweeted from the touch of account. I said, I can't see us scoring today because we're just, you can't have both Emil Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard off the pitch. We're just going back to pre-Christmas Arsenal. Like the, the same turgid stuff that, um, uh, that, that we were doing um, before Emil Smith-Rowe came in the team. And then people were like, you know, oh yeah, but you know, look at the chance we make. Everyone makes chances against Burnley. You could be shit. Not, not all of chance. us, mate. Not all of us. Well, not all of us. Well, maybe, maybe, but I don't, but it's not like a, it's not a, um, it's not hard to make chances against Burnley. They're not a good side. I think when you look at the metrics, Burnley concede like the second most chances in the league. So yes, we should have won the football game. Yes, there was some dodgy refereeing decisions, but we can't keep saying it every fucking game. Sooner or later, you're going to have to say like, okay, why are we leaving games down to fine margins, you know? And uh, for a big portion of that game yesterday, I don't think we did anything. From about, I think Saka missed a good chance on his right foot. Um, and after that, we did nothing until a, a Pepe air kick uh, with about 15 <laughs> minutes to go. Hey, Lewis, so, quickly, yeah. Um, I, think, I think one thing that I've noticed is because obviously you haven't had sustained success on to you, and basically, since when, maybe the tail end of Wenger, um, and it's not a Wenger disc, but it's the tail end of Wenger, obviously, he needs to be shedding the face like a corner and getting an Emery for years and then Arteta for almost two years or however long it's been. The reality is, Arsenal fans and maybe some of these fans are more of the younger generation, they can't really remember 
like the teams of Henri, Walter, Perez, oh, Bergkamp, yeah. Like the standards have got so long because like Xhaka uh, put a couple okay games together and people start rating Xhaka. Let, let me tell you something Pepe. about Xhaka. Let me tell you something about Xhaka. Pepe I had well, some like... big Arsenal account in our mentions yesterday, yeah. Calling, um, he said, oh, yeah, oh, we need to give Xhaka a break because he's been sensational in recent huh? years. I said, sensational? sensational against. And he said, oh, he was sensational against Leicester last week. I said to him, you've seen Patrick Vieira in midfield. You've seen Gilberto <laughs> Silva. Even recently, you've seen guys like Santi Cazula in centre midfield. How on earth can you attribute? You've even you've even got Thomas Partey in midfield playing next to him. How can you possibly say that's a sensational fucking performance? And I, I, I'm, I'm starting to lose my shit with a few of these fans as well, because it's so, it's delusional. It's delusional. And I think there's this thing, there's this culture around young football fans now where they're happy with being a victim. They're happy with being like... Having it's like because in real mentality. life, they are just victims. That's all they know. <laughs> yeah. That's all they know. You can no, see I, by I generally think there is. Yeah. <laughs> the every and, and and it's not just I don't think it's just an Arsenal fan thing. I think it's a, a football it's a young football fan thing. Like the, literally just everyone right now, wants to be victimized. You know? Right now, there's a girl, um um this female United follower, Val Noon, she tweeted, This game makes me realize that Bruno is no Pogba yet. Yeah? And all the comments are like, I could see our fans dividing our players. They're talking like you saying one of your players is better than another, it's like you're sending them both in to ancient Rome to do gladly a battle to the death. <laughs> Bro, it's football. The manager compares every player. That's how he managed to pick a team. Like, yeah. you can say one of your players is better than another. Like, everybody everybody asks about football. Everybody, you had your Man United section. Shut up, man. <laughs> hey! Hey, 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 talk about Burnley then. Talk about Burnley. <laughs> As you early, Bob. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just, I, I, I was just saying that I, I was... I was, you know, I, I want to attribute some of the blame towards um, Arteta... In, in a few of the other games, I feel like we've done quite well and we've been a bit unlucky, you know, sh- silly mistakes. And yes, yesterday, Xhaka, yeah, so let's go on it was a ridiculous mistake. About, about that yesterday, though, because I the silly mistakes thing, I don't understand how the manager escapes any um, any of the responsibility for that. I really don't. I he, feel like he shouldn't um, because he because he picks the players that are making a mistake. So he continuously picks Xhaka. So I think he's responsible in that in, in that regard. But I think it's a bit deeper than that. Like like we like we said yesterday. So my whole thing is for a team to and obviously the, the, the numbers were brought up and our errors leading to goal numerically, like on the official statistics, isn't as high as people would, would pretend it is or, or or made out that it is. It's four, but for and I think me, the highest was nine. Yeah, but for me. If a team is consistently making errors, errors of judgment, uh, bad choices on the ball, bad choices of positioning, bad decisions of when to win the ball, bad decisions where to be, that comes from the manager. That, that somewhere the instruction isn't good enough, which is why these mistakes are happening. But then, but like, then isn't that and, the question, and, and Anton? The same, and, the same, and the same thing, yeah, because when the same people, when they, these are the excuses they make for Arteta. They say, oh, it's individual mistakes. He hasn't had a preseason. Preseason is for two things in football. Preseason is to translate your ideas and for fitness. You can't tell me the Arsenal team are less fit than anyone else, which means you're saying the preseason issue is the translation of ideas. Well, if he hasn't managed to translate his ideas in 15 months, then my friend, <laughs> he shouldn't be there. But then, uh, it's, it's, sorry, it's I've got a question. Simple. 
and I've got um, a question for you then. Um, you said about the translation of ideas and that's still resulting in individual errors or, you know, poor execution. Is it the case of maybe that his ideas are good or his eventual vision being good, but the players just aren't of the level to execute something that he expects uh, them the, to here's, be able to? Here's why, here's why I don't buy that. Here's why I don't buy that. A lot of these players, you could have got out the door. Xhaka was meant to go. You, you begged him to stay. You begged him to stay. Bellerin was meant to go. You begged him to stay. Holding was was already agreed to go to Newcastle. You requested him to stay. You could have got rid of Lacazette. You could have got rid of Enketia. A lot of these guys, you could have got rid of. You chose to keep them. Another reason I can't hear that excuse, everybody wants better players. Yeah. Everybody wants better players. If I've only got this player, does it make sense to me? Remember when Emre came in and he was trying to get us to play out of the back through check? Mm-hmm. And Gary Neville was like, oh, yeah, well, he's got to stick to his ideals. And anyone with a brain was like, well, no, you can't get somebody who can't do something to try and do something that they can't do. You've either got to change him or you've got to change what you're asking him to do. Yeah. But I, you can't I, I agree. teach an old dog new tricks. So if the players aren't at the hands at his disposal, aren't good enough to carry out his instructions, you have to come up with different instructions. If you remember as well, sorry to rant, another excuse that they made for him when we was playing really poorly was that he doesn't want to play like this, but he doesn't have the players to do anything else. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Somewhere, one of your excuses contradicts the other one. And it has to lie with the manager's not good enough. It's as simple as that. I, I, I do agree with what you're saying in terms of, um, you know, having the personnel available and, and the style that you're trying to play. But because we saw Pep come in and do the same thing, right? He he stuck with it, though. He stuck with it. Klopp stuck with it. Stop, mm. stop, they, they stuck with their style and then got players in. Where my issue is with Arteta, because I don't, I, I don't necessarily think a, a manager should change his style. What I just, is Arteta's style? Um... I think we do know. I think we do. I think if, if it's based on the last 15 to 20 games, then I think, I think we do know what he wants to do. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, what? Explain it. To so it's, it's building out from the back. He's possession based. Yeah. So we, we want to have a lot of the ball. We want to, we want, we want to use the number 10. We definitely want to play out from the back. Um, I think those, those, uh, those traits are, are, um, you know, Lewis, isn't it worrying that you don't score a similar goal? That you thing you said about what way do you play when Ant asks it. Yeah. Liverpool under Klopp when we were good, that same whipped ball down the line to get our attackers in behind. We score the same goal all the time. City, City have scored cutbacks for absolutely, you know, three seasons in a row. If I ask, do Arsenal score the same type do, of goal do, again do, and do again? Do you not remember don't? that that uh, that graphic that was going around of when we scored two similar goals against City and... Um, and Liverpool, and when Liverpool the Bambi had all the space on, yeah. on the, on the I, I, I don't necessarily agree because, for example, right, <laughs> it, the Xhaka mistake, there's a clip going around, obviously, from our goal. Partey picks up the ball in the exact... Same position. An infinitely better player. Infinitely better player, 100%. Now, this is where I agree with Anton, right? I don't I don't agree that, that, that we should change what we're doing. Where I agree with him is the manager should not be picking Xhaka to do that job. So I don't think it's about ideas per se. I think it's about uh, the manager choosing the wrong people to execute those ideas. Bellerin, for example, 
he's he shouldn't be playing in this in this Arteta team. He wants he wants a player who's very comfortable with the ball in the in the inside right uh, fullback position. Right, Bellerin is not a good technical footballer. He shouldn't be playing that role. Hence, why Cedric, who is a bang average Premier League fullback, by the way, is is probably better in that role at best. Is probably better at that role than Bellerin is. So we're persisting with players in positions that I don't think um, they're necessarily good enough to You're do. You're saying we're persisting, don't you mean Arteta's persisting? Well, the, our, our, our team is, yeah. So Arteta is, we, we are one, right? Um, but yeah, <laughs> Arteta, Arteta, yeah, he's persisting to play, like Xhaka, for example, why, why did Xhaka stay on the pitch yesterday? You yeah. know, why? Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Do we play better football than Brighton? Possible. No, no. I, think, I think Brighton are, I think Brighton are one of the best football teams in the, in terms of aesthetics. I think right, they, cool. so watch this then. So we don't play better football than Brighton, right? Mm-hmm. Managers have been Graham Potter's had an extra what three, four months in charge of Brighton, and Arteta's had at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does Graham Potter have better players at his disposal than Arteta? No, not at all. What about so, Leeds? What about Leeds as well? In my opinion, yeah, but I, I don't even I don't even think Leeds are better than us. Like, no, but they shouldn't be. But what what, what I'm saying is this whole art oh, of players can't execute the ideas. <coughs> Graham Potter see, has got Dan Burn. Dan Burn. He's dunk. <laughs> but you see, but you see, Brighton. They make they make they so many done. individual errors in in their in their uh, in their games. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> the, the games that they that they play. I've never seen anything like it with Brighton. They'll be dominating a game from start to finish and somehow lose. That's all, that's, that's 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 the point Anton's making. Is that with less players. They can put teams in their final in the in the final. No, but that's what we've been minutes. doing recently, though. That's what we've been doing. We do not uh, dominate football matches in the way that people pretend we do. Oh, I nah. think I think. Oh, I don't I mean, know. We, we, we have what we have is good spells in football matches, I, and um, most teams have a good spell in a game. Most no, teams. I disagree with that. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're downplaying the amount of um how how comfortable we've been in games in the, over the last fifteen or so games. I think the majority of them. The large majority of them, we've been super confident. Uh, like, you look at the Leicester game. We went down after about a minute. Was it a minute that we went behind in Leicester? Yeah. Six minutes, right. six minutes, sorry. Six minutes. For the whole game, we were so comfortable in that game. Abs- and we did that with Xhaka and Elneny in midfield. You know, like... Who was their midfield? Tielemans and Ndidi. Okay, fair enough. So, like... I, I'm, I'm not really, and they, and they still had like quite a strong side. They had your boy Siunchu playing, Johnny Evans, Pereira, Jamie Vardy. They, they still had a, a good side, and we dominated the whole game, start so, to finish, essentially. Lou, so Lou, I don't, Lou. I don't, yeah. Next season, yeah. Let's say, let's say Arteta continues. Yeah, it's a very unrealistic, bordering on impossible that Arteta gets sacked. Yeah. So both yeah, you and Anton, sacked. if I ask you, next season with this clearer message of Arteta. What does a good season next season look like for Arsenal? Top four. Where do they finish? You think top four is breakable? Unless, unless Arsenal are in the top four is. teams in the league, it can't be considered a good season. Mm. Say that it again. Can't. Unless Arsenal finish within the top four teams in the Premier League, it cannot be considered yeah, a good I, season. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, I don't think top four is unrealistic. It, look at the stupid fucking results we've had recently. Burnley yesterday. Yeah, we, we've lost twice. We, we've lost to Burnley because Xhaka fucking got himself sent off in the first week. So we've dropped five points to bloody Burnley, right? But we didn't um, only lose because Xhaka got sent off because they were dicking us in that game anyway. They weren't. They weren't dicking us. They had about 20% of the ball. And they, and, and they had better chances than we did. We didn't create anything. 
No, no I think maybe you need to rewatch that. Aubameyang's game. only shot was the fucking own goal that he scored. <laughs> but then top four is breakable. You're saying top four is breakable, but then I think we've all mutually agreed here that Liverpool, if they were to get their players back, would be back into the top four easily. So you've got yeah. Liverpool and City who are untouchable, right? And then you've got Man Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea who are getting clearer and clearer under Tuchel with what conceded two goals in bloody well, 11 we'll games. We'll see how that goes though, right? We'll yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, that, that we'll Chelsea see how one. that goes. I'm not... Okay. I'm not and then not, I don't when, see United When Arteta out. came in, we, we, had a, we had a good bounce. Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm not saying Tuchel's not a good manager and I expect him to do well at Chelsea. But let's see. I think Arsenal to, Arsenal to be a better team than four or five of the teams we just mentioned, it is going to take a lot of not only improvement in players but some great management that I don't know if Arteta has I, I, in them to which I don't think Man United are a good team I don't think we're much worse than Man United if I'm being honest we beat Man United this season we've drawn against Man United this season like we're not that much worse off than United in terms of um but the, they've got so many more game deciders than you do how many how many players decide a game for Arsenal Bukayo Saka Aubameyang. After that, I don't think anyone decides. What, a game. And who decides the game for Man United? Bruno Fernandez and Rashford. Bruno Fernandez, oh, Rashford. Cavani, Cavani scored a no, lot of last Come on, come on. but then then if you want to include Cavani, we might as well include Lacazette. No, okay. Well, because no, one no. scored more goals than the other this season. I, I, I think United definitely have better players than Arsenal. I'm not too sure. I really don't think that is true. I think yeah. if you did a combined 11 between the two sides, I don't think, I think it's, you know, it's probably 6-5 either way. I really I don't, don't think that. that's true. Sorry, my phone cut off. What was that? No, this is saying he thinks Man United are, have got uh, a lot better players than yeah. Arsenal. I, I don't think they're considerably better than us. If you were, then why, why are you not beating us? And but it's, but you game. play 19, we're 18 second. other teams. We're second. So. We're, we're second and you're 10. So I think the proof's not put in. So <laughs> it's I'm a hard argument to make still. It, it is, it is. And don't get me wrong, but I'm not I'm not scared of Man United. I I, I wouldn't be scared Ooh, of Man United to play them. I don't expect you to beat us. You're, you're not you're a good fit. side. You're not you're a good fit. side. We're not a good side. So what I'm saying is, is if you make marginal improvements... Tierney gets in. The goalkeeper gets in. Leno, Party gets in. Oma gets in. Current Shaw. We're going back to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. At least five nah. players get into the Arsenal. Nah, 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 it's not five. It is five. It is five. Leno, Tierney. Yeah. Leno's arguable. No. What? He's way better than De Gea and Henderson. He is. He is. No, maybe. No, he is. He is. He is. He is. So Tierney gets in. Why is Tierney so guaranteed to get in ahead of Shaw? Because he's a better left back. Because he's a better left back than Shaw. What? Because he scored today. That changes. No, no. Anyways, let's not make. Let's not. Let's not make this Arsenal against Man United. It's only Partey and Aubameyang that I could say. That is cap. Stop capping because. Saka gets in as well. Saka starts on the right. Saka on the right. Exactly. So exactly, we're already at five anyway, and I I even think six. So what are we on? No, you're at five and up. Well, you've already you've already you've already agreed with four of them. No, I'm agreed two. I said Aubameyang, Partey, Saka, I'm at four. I'm a and party. Oh, and Leno. Taking, sorry, I'm not taking Chini. I don't know if I agree with Leno. I don't know if I. I'm not taking Chini because what? Because he because he, he wears short sleeves in the wind. 
Oh, good, 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 good banter. Good banter. Good banter. Good banter. Good banter. Hey, they made them laugh, so no, no one laughed. That was, that was. Oh, I think I thought I laughed. You lot probably found coming to America too funny, so I hey, did not find coming to America too hey, funny. That film was trash. Oh <laughs> my gosh, we need anyway. to record a pod about that because that was <laughs> Lewis. I actually, I actually, I actually, I, I, Lewis, I actually thought that comment was a bit racist, but I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I don't, I don't care. Of course, you don't I, care. Think, I think your, your derogatory comments about Tierney are racist. So, where do we go from here, sir? He's still white, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but your and that's all that matters. My people didn't do anything. My people are from Essex. Like that's that's my people. Okay, my people are from Essex oh, and Stratford. Oh. Okay. Anyway, um, anyway, let's 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 move on. Um, we got a few more games to discuss before we wrap things up. Um, just Spurs obviously just won four one today. I just wanted a, a, a brief bit on Harry Kane. Ka- Harry Kane has got fucking. Um, let me get the facts here. 16, 16 goals, goals. Assists in twenty five yeah. games. Best Hold on a minute. Wait, did you say sixteen goals and thirteen assists? Yeah, yeah. Does, does that mean their striker can score goals and make goals at the same time? Well, only if they're good. Move on, move on, move on, move on. Oh, move on. I, I was told it has to be one. Ah, uh, move on. I told that was right. You say our guy. Oh. This ain't our guy. Believe me. No, it was Ellis's guy. It was Ellis's guy. Oh, oh really? Ellis coming for you, Ellis. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't Ellis's guy. Ellis wouldn't talk to Anton for six weeks over Fabinho, you know. Well, about so Wayne Rooney. Oh, Anton, we're losing you. We're losing you, mate. Yeah, we can hear you now. Go on, say what you're saying. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Kane and Rooney. I don't want to talk about Kane and Rooney. That's fine. Hello. I don't want to talk about Kane and Rooney. I don't want to talk about. Why not? Because you think Kane's better than Rooney? I'm gonna start getting mad. And the thing is, yeah, I don't have the statistics. Because is Kane better than Rooney? Because if you not say it, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I can win this one. (laughs) I don't think I can win this one. So Kane ain't better than Rooney. That's not based on anything. Why not? Nah, this is Kane ain't better than Rooney. Come Why on. Why not? It, it doesn't. I can't say it. It doesn't make sense to me. But the goals are too peak, bro. The goals are too peak. And when I get to uh, arguing, yeah, but Rooney scored goals. goals, didn't he? Yeah, not, like not, not like Kane. Not like Kane. Not like Kane. Yeah, but he got Kane. the assists. Kane, Kane's like fifty goals away from Rooney, like three hundred games less than him. Boy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. What, what argument can you make for that? Okay, come on. Actually, wait, Anton, because if I start talking about Bergkamp. You're going to start swearing. I don't care. Bergkamp's goal record's not good enough. Where do we go from here? We all know my, my hero is Henri. You can't chat to him. So my, my hero is Bergkamp, by the way. So. My hero. Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> Lewis ain't not making an argument, but you can't chat to Henri, so what do I get? Hey, my, my, my hero is Van Nistelrooy. You know, you could, keep, you could keep pushing your laptop screen back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Your hero's Van Nistelrooy. Kane's record does him as well. 
Hey, anyway, All-Star game started soon. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. Hey, listen, hey, where's Sarah, man? Hey, I, I ain't built for this anymore. Yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap things up there then. Um, uh, Guys, thanks for joining me. It's been a bit of a throwback podcast. Anton, uh, Disu, Mush, Ellis, use the hashtag and uh, we'll be back next week with all the club pods and another touchdown fracas as well. Jump in with all the discords. Brilliant. Um, See you guys later. Liverpool, rest and piss. Rest and piss. In a bit, boys. Podcast Network.